What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <clears throat> Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Eagles camp recap. Day number six. And the new heavyweight champion of the world is... <laughs> I called it. Short my lotter. <laughs> That's going to surprise a lot of people who, who have, you know, I pointed out all these reasons why Andre Dillard would get the benefit of the doubt. And by the way, he did, Krause. We've been rotating at left tackle since day one of camp. Andre Dillard got the first opportunity on day one. Day two, it's my lotta. Day three, back to Dillard. Day four, my lotta, so forth and so on. Day six, was Jordan Mylotta's turn with the first team. Pads came on for the first time today. He showed off why he's the physical specimen that he is. Six foot eight, about 370. I'm going. He's gained some weight, if anything. Uh, just a huge, powerful man. Really impressive today. And Andre Dillard, basically the exact opposite. So, I'm being a little facetious because, you know, all of my colleagues called it long ago. You know, still the only guy that matters is Howie Roseman. We know Andre Dillard's a first-round pick. We know Jordan Mailata's in a contract year, and left tackles get paid a lot of money, uh, and the Eagles are going to have to pay Jordan Mailata a lot of money uh, in an extension if he becomes the starter. <clears throat> so there's all these sort of ancillary reasons why they wanted Andre Dillard to be the starter of this team at left tackle. Can't play, Krause. To this point, he can't play. And and Jordan's a better player. Why did Jordan, John, look so good today? What was it? Was there one thing specifically that made him look so good? Well, he had a pancake block on Brandon Graham, and you don't see that very often. I, I got to say, I mean, Brandon has turned into one of the best edge players in this league for a long time now, um, and Jordan just flattened him. I, in fact, I can't remember ever seeing it at practice, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's the kind of physical ability he has, the physical strength, the power, and then I was talking to Josh Sweat the other day, who I've said is, to me, has been the best player in camp. Uh, and he just said, he's, you know, he's so big. It's like trying to circumvent, you know, a planet to get to the quarterback. So you can't get through him. He's too strong. You can't get around him. He's too big. Um, the only the 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 final piece of the puzzle is technique. Uh, Jordan had a lot of problems last year with speed rushers. Um, he seems to have improved dramatically. Um, he's got a chance to be a really good player. Something, 
you know, Brian Baldinger, guys like him and Ross Tucker have been talking about since he was a rookie. Well, they jumped the gun, but here we are in year four. Um, he's turned it into a pretty good player. No question about it. Eagles camp got underway this morning again, John, with um, – presuming or assuming the coach coach's press conference before the camp. Was it head coach Nick Sirianni today at the podium? Yeah, it was Nick Sirianni. And, uh, um, you know, it wasn't, I, I think probably because I was on birds 365 this morning and I was trying to give day five to the, to the offense. I was trying. I said it was close. I'm going to give it to the offense. So we asked Nick Sirianni who won day five because he grazed these practices, offense versus defense. He said defense, 27-24. So he grazed it by play, who, who wins that particular play. So it was close, but the defense won again. Defense is dominated in this camp, Krause. I want to ask you about Jalen Rager because I guess now with Devontae Smith nursing his sprained MCL, Jalen Rager, it's necessary for him, John, to step up. It's necessary for him to try and be what he can or cannot be. Uh, I'm wondering, two-part question, how did he look? And can head coach Nick Sirianni, <clears throat> because of his experience with receivers, can he have an impact on Jalen Rager, do you think, in a positive way? Well, it could. I mean, you have to understand that uh, Nick Sirianni, his background is a wide receiver. He played wide receiver in college at Mount Union. He coached wide receiver uh, earlier in his career. That was sort of like where he started, where he kick-started his career at that particular position. Um, so he has an expertise in it. Um, I, I can say early on, no, it hasn't had a big impact. Jalen has not impressed. Now, Hopefully, it's because of the off-the-field issues. Uh, he's had some, uh, obviously, a close friend of his um, was murdered recently. He had a difficult time handling that mentally, uh, failed his conditioning test, wasn't able to go till about really day four, uh, day four, day five in team drills uh, practice. So he's behind the eight ball from that standpoint. He was out there today with the first team. The first team was Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager and Greg Ward in the slot. Um, it tells you how badly this team needs Devontae Smith, healthy and ready to go for week one. And the good news from that standpoint is Devontae was out there before practice, uh, still catching balls with uh, the jugs machine. He was um doing a little stretching uh so you know if it were a more serious mcl strain the eagles wouldn't let him near the field so that part of it is really really good news but you know nick sirianni it's interesting is getting to the same place doug peterson got every single year 
and I've talked about this a lot. Doug Peterson wanted to play more 11 personnel, more three receiver sets. And that was his, his mindset entering each season. And he would get to the season and say, nope, my tight ends are better. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, they're better. They got to be on the field. Nick Sirianni still has Zach Ertz. It's still, it, as long as he's here, he's going to put more 12 personnel on the field. He's going to use the tight ends more because we're in this same, it seems like we're in this same cycle again. The wide receivers just aren't good enough. Is there a daily update provided by the team, John, for Devontae Smith or for Kerrigan or for anybody who has had a camp injury so far? Is that something that's normal? Do you get some sort of an update daily or no? Yeah, we get a, a, a an update deal daily, a pre-practice report. I, I post it every morning on Twitter, so if people want to go to my social media, they can see it there, at JF McMullen. You see the current process. He's listed as week to week. Um, you know, it's two to three weeks was the um, sort of the, the outline. The Eagles don't like timetables, so they're not going to come out and say that publicly. Uh, but that's what they're thinking behind the scenes. Um, I don't think you're going to see much of Demonte Smith in the preseason, to be honest. Um, but he should be ready to go week one. The question is, can a rookie be ramped up and ready to go uh, for week one of an NFL season with so few practice reps? And Because those are valuable for young players. You know, that was – Brandon Brooks, for instance, who continues to sit with a hamstring uh, strain. I'm not concerned about Brandon Brooks. If he's healthy and ready to go week one, with a rookie player, I think you need some reps. I think you need to get uh, involved in practice during training camp. And unfortunately, Devontae's going to take a little bit of a step back, I think. There was a little bit of an interesting debate earlier this afternoon, earlier today, on the middle with Aton Chander, Harry Mays, uh, and uh, the discussion was uh, about Barrett Brooks. Um, and, and, and that discussion was opposite, for Aton at least, uh, of what you just said. You're not concerned. Aton is concerned. Um, you know, is there any reason at all, despite, even though Barrett has said uh, in his – when he spoke to the media yesterday, even though Barrett has said he's okay, no big deal. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, is there any reason to be concerned at all about him at this point or no? Aton thinks there is. Do you? Well, I, I was confused. You said, because <laughs> I'm used to saying Barrett as well. Yes. Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks. Yeah. Excuse me. Because uh, Barrett, our good friend, obviously on the show with Aton. Um, but uh, no, Aton should not be concerned. If you want to be concerned about um, his health long term, if you want to be concerned about that part of it, okay, I understand that. <clears throat> I'm just saying if he's ready to go, if he's healthy, he doesn't need the reps. So it's kind of, what I'm trying to say is you can be worried about his health because of his age, because of his injury history. All of that is legitimate. 
I'm saying if he is healthy, he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be able to play at a high level. He doesn't need the reps. He's had enough reps in the NFL. So it, it's sort of like depending how you look at it. I understand why people are concerned about him from a health perspective, but from a sharpness perspective, from understanding what he has to get done in week one, <clears throat> understanding you know his role on the offensive line, I'm not concerned with that at all. Everything you need to know about uh, Eagles camp, a recap with – NFL insider John McMullen every night here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, we'll pause for just a second to uh, share some big news today pushed out uh, across the Jacob Media YouTube network. Uh, some of the trades in Philadelphia uh, picked up the announcement uh, of the new live postgame show uh, John McMullen, one more responsibility uh, <laughs> added to your many oh, yeah. uh, responsibilities. But Derek Gunn, uh, Mark Farzetta, of course, Lane Johnson will be contributing weekly uh, post after the game uh, from outside the locker room. Devin Caney uh, will be part of the show. And of course, you will be uh, reporting from the stadium, both home and away, uh, full coverage. Uh, of the entire season. Pretty excited about it. I hope you are. We're thrilled to have you uh, as part of the new live post-game show. I'm always thrilled. You know me, Krause. I All I do is work. I'm always thrilled to, to cover the NFL. I'm very lucky to cover the NFL. You see how many people want to get down there, cover Eagles practice. But beyond that, obviously, we're doing exciting things here with Jacob Media, here with our YouTube channel to get Lane Johnson involved, Derek Gunn. You know, we just talked about Barrett Brooks on the middle. Yeah, it's great coverage here. And you see training camp tonight, as I like to call it, on football 24-7. You get more in-depth coverage of what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles here, I think, than anywhere else. And I didn't even bring up Burst 365 every morning with Jody McDonald. So if you like the Eagles, park it here. Yep, no doubt. Good, well stated. Nice job, John. Uh, let's continue on with our recap uh, of day six, the first day of the pads. The pads came out uh, and they played today uh, with uh, with pads. Day six, uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm almost, I almost think, and maybe I shouldn't presume um, that. Jalen did not have a good day because the talent that he has isn't that good. So it's very difficult, no matter how good you are, to have a good day. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I don't think he had a bad day. In fact, Zach Ertz is one of those players. I mean, Zach had a big play uh, down uh, sort of a crossing route that ended up down the field. Uh, he continues to get more first-team reps as the receivers kind of prove that they – don't deserve as many first-team reps. There's some positives. Quez Watkins is a young receiver who's played really well over the past uh, few days. Uh, Jalen himself, I think, has improved dramatically from day one. Uh, I think his best day was probably day five. Uh, wasn't quite that good today. Wasn't bad by any stretch. Um, but I, I think there's a little bit of a concern um, 
at the wide receiver position. I I think without Devontae Smith out there, it sort of highlights just how precarious it is. Um, and, and we talk about Devontae Smith going back to the draft, and we mentioned 166 pounds and how slight he is. Tremendously talented, but, you know, here we are. Um, and he's already got a, a knee sprain in, in NFL practices. I mean, you talked about Brandon Brooks and his injury history. I, I, you, you have to be concerned about Devontae Smith because of his size. And I know Jody Mack is not going to like that, but it's here we are four days in. We got a sprained knee. John, what do you see in terms of the conversation between head coach Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts? Do, do, do you see interaction? Do you see conversation happening in – during practice, after a play, any of that? Is there any of that coach-up going on, or, or, or am I way off base and all that stuff happens uh, in the room? Oh, no. Nick is very hands-on, uh, especially with the wide receivers and quarterbacks. And, I mean, you have to be. If you're an offensive head coach, um, you better be involved with the quarterbacks. So, yeah, I mean uh, – the Eagles are very involved, and he's talked about it a lot. I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is to get him a little bit more consistent uh, throwing the football from their perspective. Um, and they're working to do that every day. It's not just Nick Sirianni, quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, the passing game coordinator, Kevin Petulo. So, all of them are involved with trying to get Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts up to a level where he can throw per 65% completion percentage. And, you know, for people who say you can't teach accuracy, they should look in Buffalo and look at Josh Allen because he came into the NFL as a, a guy who the reputation was he had a huge arm, and he certainly does, but he wasn't very accurate. And he certainly wasn't very accurate uh, in, in his rookie season. Um, he got progressively better. Um, last season, he was one of the arguably the second best quarterback in football. And he's completing passes at a high level. So it can be done. And that's what the Eagles are working on. Of course, you have to have the talent uh, to be able to receive the football. Uh, so the quarterback could be to look like, so the quarterback can look like he's more accurate than he actually is. That's, correct. That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, Stefan Diggs, I used that Buffalo comparison was huge for Josh Allen. I mean, you got a true top number one receiver who just had a phenomenal year. And that's what the Eagles were kind of hoping Devonte Smith uh, will be, will become a little bit, you know, Maybe not that good as a rookie, but at, to get to that point somewhere in the near future, that's the hope. And from that standpoint, you hope everybody else gets a little bit better because they're sort of knocked down the totem pole a little bit. In other words, Jalen Rager doesn't have as much pressure on him as a number two receiver. 
Travis Fulgham as a number three receiver and so on down the line, those guys don't see as much attention and it makes their job easier. Now, all of a sudden, at least for the short-term future, who's the number one receiver on this team? I'll ask you, Krause. Who's the number one receiver without Devontae Smith? Today was Travis Fulgham. I, you can go around. There's 31 other teams in the NFL. Every single one of them has a better receiver than Travis Fulgham. Duplicate I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. Duplicate of the 2020 season playing out in front of us in 2021. Same story a year, same story a year ago. Different quarterback started the season. We all know that. But same story. If you don't have weapons, you're gonna you're, you're gonna hold on to the football. If you're holding on to the football, you're gonna throw interceptions. If you're if you're not throwing interceptions, you're gonna get beat up and end up hurt. And then you're gonna get traded and the team's gonna eat your big contract and <laughs> off you go. That's the way that's the way that's the way it plays out. Last thing on Jalen Hurts. Did he speak today, John? No, uh, he spoke yesterday. Okay. So so uh, we got to hear from Jalen yesterday. Um, you know, he's an even-keeled guy. He's just uh, never too high, never too low. Uh, I think he's got uh, a good uh, personality to be a quarterback in this league, to be a successful quarterback uh, in this league. I always say about Jalen Hurts, he's like 180 from typical young players. Typically, and what I mean by that is, you, you know if a guy has the physical ability to play in the NFL. You, you, you can get it. If you cover this league for a long time, certainly coaches know pretty quickly, okay, this guy's got it. This guy doesn't have it. Um, in Jalen Hurts' case, what you're always worried about with young players elsewhere is the intangible stuff. Um, so at the quarterback position, you're talking leadership, you're talking work ethic, um, you're talking, you know, that ability to handle the media that just what I talked about, the even keeled nature that he has. You don't know if those guys can handle it. He's the exact opposite. You know he's got all that stuff. You don't know if he's got top-tier NFL skill level to succeed at quarterback. That's what we're all waiting for and to see. Not as a runner. He can do it as a runner. We know that. Can he do it consistently as a passer? I don't think anybody knows that. I don't think – I certainly don't know it. Nick Sirianni doesn't know it. Um, and it's a work in progress. What happens if they figure that answer out to be no? Uh, well, three that's games why the season. Howie Roseman has already set up that insurance policy. I mean, you might have to go through the whole season. Um, if you're talking about benching for Joe Flacco, I, I think the only way Jalen gets benched is if you have a disastrous start. And by disastrous, I mean 1-5, 0-6, just dismal um, from an offensive perspective. Then they might let Joe take over uh, to put more credibility in the offense and just get to the end of the season 
get to the draft or trade for a quarterback. But Howie Roseman's already set up that insurance policy. Now, unfortunately, they took a little bit of a hit with the Carson Wentz injury. They might not have that third first-round pick. Um, and we'll see how that shakes out because there were some positive uh, developments coming out of Indianapolis. They said the surgery went pretty well, so maybe he's back uh, on the earlier part of the timetable, and there's still a potential they could get that third first-round pick. Either or, they're going to be in a position to go get a quarterback next offseason if Jalen Hurts proves that he's not the guy. What is it, by the way, if it's not a third first? Another second? Second. Yeah, second round. And the silver lining to that is if the Colts are bad, it'll be a high second round pick. And remember, if the Eagles are bad, their own pick will be a high first round pick. So, you know, the silver lining to things going off the rails is better draft picks. True, man. I don't want to talk about that already. <laughs> Week two, day six, and we're talking about off the rails. Uh, hey, question on Howie. I don't know if this is normal. Uh, is Howie always at practice? Has yeah. he been at every practice every day? I haven't seen him every day, but I don't look for him every day. Typically, he's, he's there every day, uh, either – um, sometimes he's working his office overseas the practice field. Um, but typically he's on the field. Um, how about Jeff Laurie? Is he there? Yeah, he's there. He was there today. Um, when Jeffrey's in town, yeah, he's always a practice. He loves practice. Um, Andy Weidel's always a practice. Uh, in fact, today after practice, he had a little brain trust meeting. Jeffrey Laurie, Howie Roseman. Andy Weidel, Nick Sirianni got together on the field. We're talking for a pretty long time. So, hey, maybe they're making plans as, as we're talking. I was just going to ask you, what do you think they were talking about? Could have been what what's their favorite, uh, you know, uh, water ice. Rita's is down there. <laughs> you get your free Rita's. Could have been chicken and pizzas down there. Could have been crab fries. Uh, could have been Deshaun Watson. <laughs> could be anything. Uh, let's, last couple of thoughts, John, before I let you retire for uh, for the night. We did not talk <clears throat> at all uh, in this week two day six report uh, uh, about the defensive side uh, of the football. I'm used to uh, Steve Nelson conversation uh, in these uh, reports. Um, is there anything specific about how the defense looked uh, in pads today, other than the new heavyweight champion of the world, um, uh, you know, pancaking. Uh, uh, Brandon Graham. Uh, Brandon yeah. Graham, thank Jordan you. Jordan Yeah, but, Jordan Mailata. <laughs> well, one of the reasons Josh Sweat, who you've heard a lot about, uh, put Andre Dillard on skates and basically put him in Joe Flacco's lap which is one of the reasons why uh, Jordan Mailata is winning that left tackle uh, equation. So uh, Josh continues to have a great camp. Uh, Zach McPherson is having a phenomenal camp, the rookie corner. I wrote about him on Sports Illustrated. Uh, everybody can check that out at si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. Um, Zach McPherson – 
um, rookie corner from Texas Tech. He has gotten his hands on the football. I think every day, if it's not every day, it's five out of six. He, he has been a pass breakup machine uh, early in his NFL career. Today he had three of them. He dropped two interceptions that would have been pick sixes. Uh, he's been very impressive. Uh, the defense as a whole, uh, one sort of bad note, Davion Taylor, who's been dealing with a quad, had to leave practice early, uh, couldn't finish. Uh, so he aggravated that. That's a shame because he I he was on he 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 had a very good start to camp. And the Eagles were giving him an opportunity uh, to be a starting linebacker on this team. We'll see how quickly he can get back on the field. Ryan Kerrigan also hurt his thumb um, on Monday. He was out there stretching, doing some individual work, but uh, he'll be out for a little while. Any uh, update on that with Kerrigan, John? Was it anything yeah, specific? Yeah, day to day, nothing. He was out there, so he'll 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 probably be cautious as you are with another guy, thirty two years old, ninety five and a half sacks. He knows how to play. I wouldn't be concerned about Ryan Kerrigan. So they'll be very cautious with him. Um, and yeah, that kind of break broke out the Ryan Kerrigan role, at least the one I think he's going to play. And they had Joe Osman and Jannard Avery, sort of as hybrid stand-up rusher linebackers. And I think, I think that's going to be Ryan Kerrigan's role. Was there has Alex Singleton returned to practice yet, or is he still no. in COVID protocol? He is still in COVID protocol, which tells he's not vaccinated um, because it's been so long. Um, look. That's a political issue, and there's, you know, I know Minnesota, for instance, is having a lot of problems. There was 64%. The entire quarterback room got shut down. Um, but I will say, if Alex Singleton um, continues to go down this road, we're talking about a guy who everybody thought was going to be a starting linebacker. He not, he might not even make this team. And he, didn't, he and he didn't miss a game. And he didn't miss a game last year, did he? No. Well, he he became a starter, I think, in week. Started eleven games, so it would have been week six or so. Uh, but he was a special teams player. Obviously, got his opportunity through injury and was great. He was probably their best linebacker. Um, but you know, if you're not there, the best ability is availability. Um. And if you're not going to be able to be there, teams around this league, not just the Eagles, are going to look in different directions. But, John, is it is it because the protocol mandates that you remain there for a certain number of days? Or is it because he's not vaccinated and he's choosing not to get vaccinated? Um, well, the protocols are are clear. They're 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 softer. Uh, for vaccinated. If, okay. if, if he was vaccinated, he'd already be back. Mm -hmm. So there's three players, Andrew Adams, uh, Matt Leo, um, and Alex Singleton. None of them have been back uh, to this point. We're now at, uh, as we said, we're talking about day six. They had an off day, so we're seven days. The protocols for those who are vaccinated are much shorter. 
So if they were able to test, uh, get two, I believe, uh, two negative tests, they could get back on the field as vaccinated. So it's a clear indication. What One thing I will say, and I know we got to go, this is kind of goofy, because I'll tell you one thing I never hear from anybody, whether it's objective reporters, like I like to consider myself all the way to the most activist of activists, Nobody ever asks one simple question, Joe. How's Alex doing? Is he healthy? And and you know the reason why? Because they know he's healthy. These are all young people in very good shape that are not gravely affected by this particular virus. So at times I ask myself, what the heck are we doing here? And my answer is I have no idea. Time for your game ball before we say goodbye. Zach McPherson uh, gave it to him today. A couple other Jordan. I thought about giving it to Jordan Mailata. Uh, I thought about giving it to Jason Huntley, the running back. He had a big run, about a 60, maybe 50. Oh, definitely over 50. It's tough to see uh, when you're on the field at times, but he has really flashed his speed, but three pass breakups and and the consistency that Zach McPherson has played with early in camp has been pretty impressive. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Eagles camp recap, day six. We'll be right back here tomorrow night. Thank you, John. Thanks, Cross. All right, until next time. Good night, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.